Hello, RP people. Welcome back to another episode of Roleplaying as Smart People, the podcast where we pretend to know what we're talking about when it comes to all things tabletop. My name is Santa, and thanks for tuning in again. Joining me as always, I got Scott and Finder. Hey, guys. Hey. Hello. How are you guys doing today? Doing okay. Surviving. Yeah. Yep, it was hot as shit outside in Memphis, so. <laughs> no, I was only up to the 60s here. Oof. We were in the pluses. Nice. We had like a plus one. Jesus for like two hours it was beautiful everyone like, went outside you see you'd feel uh, better about yourself if you just went to fahrenheit because you you would have been in pluses like before that yeah it would have been like five yeah but then i could also <laughs> be like you know wrong so right i, I think i'll use the best measurement system Look, that's know? a good t- there's a good tiktok video meme going around about like americans the length will go to to re- it, to not measure in in metric, and it's like six <laughs> hammer lengths, and you know two airplane tails. <laughs> yeah, I was reading. I was reading this thing. I was saying how that um, the states was originally supposed to move over to metric. Yeah, but the reason why they didn't is because the boat that was carrying the official standards of measurement got hijacked by pirates. So they just decided, you know, instead of ordering another one, we're just going to say fuck it. Ridiculous, you know that. <laughs> So, I'm not even kidding you. That's literally well, what I read. So we were supposed to go like when I think when Rich and I were about eighth graders, mm-hmm. we were supposed to go. It was a big push for it, and then it just died on the vine. And uh, I think honestly, it was the gas that really did it, like measuring gas, how to pay for it. Because you know when you pay for liters, you, it's you, you're the differential of like what you're getting and what you're paying are so vastly odd for Americans. So yeah. Yeah, that and uh, you know when our rover slammed into the uh, surface of the of Mars, when yep. we uh, realized that we had uh, one team measured in metric and one team didn't. <laughs> <laughs> There's always that. <laughs> I just looked it up. That was in 1982. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. It was more just uh, all cost. Wow, we're a history channel now. Uh, this is it was all based off cost of just switching over everything, and they're just like, eh, it's a pain in the ass. We'll pass. We'll pass. Yeah, nobody wants to do it. So, anyways, on anyway. today's episode, uh, we have decided to talk about a couple random things because we have a couple <laughs> things we want to talk about, and um, we it's not going to be a full episode on their own, but we definitely want to talk. about to, to clarify, we're specifying a couple random things just so we have something that we can go out the bounds of and go off topic on, right? Yes. So we can if go you off didn't clarify a couple change. random things, everything's random, and then we're not off topic ever. Yeah. So That's true. We should always just say a, bunch, a couple random things nowadays. Yeah. If you're a super fan and you get easily uh, weepy over like feeling like uh, Captain, Captain Saving Nonsense... This might not be the episode for you. <laughs> you're you're is... not going to like what gets said about certain games. Yep. This is actually <laughs> going to be the episode that the Google AI says is our worst episode and you should avoid. <laughs> we'll, change... <laughs> we'll change that. It'll be the most honest episode. <laughs> so, the first one that I want to talk about. What is it? Oh, you know what it is. Say it. Shadow Dark. Shadow Dark. And the hype that's been built around it. Oh, now, man. before I get a little saucy, what's your guys' opinion? Uh, I know you guys have taken glances at it. Rich? Um, my glances have been enough to say, eh, 
I don't need to. <laughs> it's a Kickstarter I'm passing on if that says anything. Oh, wow. I did not oh. know that. I thought you two like, threw money at it. No, I, I, uh, it, it's not anything that grabbed my interest. There are things that, if it's the one I'm thinking of, this is the one where like torches seen, are measured in real time, correct? Yes. Yes. You've that's also seen the advertisement. Thing. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the stupidest thing in the world. I'm like, that, that, is, that alone was enough for me to say, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm passing because. How dare you? Dumb. <laughs> So that, that's my take. Otherwise, I'm just ambivalent. I just don't care. I mean, as you well know, when we sit around the table to play Dungeons & Dragons, as we're talking, no matter what, the game world clock is still ticking. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> and now, Scott, what's your opinion? Oh, see, he, my he opinion. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I was going to say, okay, yeah, I'll go first. Um, so <laughs> looking at it, for one, I don't see the why the hype is there. Uh, I honestly think it's like 99% manufactured just through advertisement uh, and very clever uh, YouTube people who are talking about it. Uh, with and? and the fact that it, it's just like 5e but 5e hardcore mode with torches that expire after an hour. I'm sorry. I, I I like and I, I was I was talking to some people on Discord oh not on Discord on Reddit about it. And I asked, I was like, what's in there? Like, well, because I think that's a really neat mechanic. I was like, yeah, but you don't need a book for that. That's I didn't the, say that part. Except when your torches go out in the middle of combat because the combat takes two hours to complete. Right. It's, and and oh, each it's round good. is only seconds long. So sorry, Scott, go ahead. No, you're fine. You you know, keep going because yeah, it's just I'm just gonna shit all over this game and all the dipshits <laughs> that I argue with online since it launched. So <laughs> I'd say let that come out because that, that sounds entertaining to me. <laughs> yeah, it, but it's statements like that, like that rule is interesting. No, it's not. That rule is. Well, I'm just, are we clear of cussing yet? That I've rule, already swore sworn. Okay, that rule is fucking stupid. It's the dumbest <laughs> fucking rule on earth. That's no different than. It's just—it's not even as dumb as like the bro SR when they're like, "Oh, we want to measure the game in in real time." I kind of get that how they do it because it's like, "Oh, you know, if a journey takes you this long, then we're gonna pick back up in however many days we're playing and stuff." I understand if you're doing campaigns that that kind of makes sense, but yeah, like Rich said, your torches burn down in real time, but you're oh my god, your two-hour combat at a table is not fucking two hours in the dungeon. Around is six goddamn seconds just because it's taking you your dumbass is two hours because you've chosen the poor a poor game or you're just fighting everything. The yep. fucking torch isn't burning down like that. Torch is it's still going at six. Oh my god, that and this is probably this might spread into a, a much more horrific topic where I get real argumentative about it. Is that it's like I don't know who said it, one of you. You do not need a goddamn book to tell you to do that. That game does nothing unique that isn't already done, i.e. stolen or borrowed. I don't give a shit how you feel about it. From ICRPG and Black Hack 2E. Black Hack 2E is probably the better version of any OSR game that's out there. And ICRPG is probably the only version of 5th edition that I would actually like to run because of how it handles things. I would st and it still would want to make a modification to it because it still takes too long with those goddamn hearts being 10 hit points each. Put a pin in that. We can carry that conversation on forward. I know people are like, oh, the combats don't take long. No, they, they, they do. I watched, I, as usual, I listen to a lot of APs about this. And they take for fucking ever. The fights do. Uh, and speaking of APs, Shadow Dark is doing so well and so organically popular 
I am just overwhelmed with the choices of actual plays I could listen to. Or there's about five of them. <laughs> the game is so fucking popular, no one's fucking playing it. And people are like, oh, well, the rules aren't out yet. Uh, you're a fucking liar. The quick start is out, and you read it once, and the quick start is boring as shit. It's just boring. Oh, they have a usage die. Yeah, no shit. We've had a usage die in the OSR for about 10 years now, probably longer than that. Um, that what else is everyone? Yeah, so many little mechanics. It's like, but my, my biggest question is like, people are like, well, you got a hard on for hating it. I, said, I don't hate the game. I really do. I, I am ambivalent. I don't give a fuck if this game exists or not. My concern is, is that you have made, in your, uh, made up in your fucking heads, and this goes for almost any game out there. You need the book to tell you what to do. And I think that's because gamers are petty, pedantic dick faces most of the days. And if the fucking book doesn't tell you how to do something, you get real fucking big mad because, oh my god, the house rule might break the game. A fucking usage die in 5th edition will not break the fucking game. Just add it to 5th edition. Who gives a shit? A system shock. Add it to fucking 5th edition the way you want to do it. If you take a fucking wound, you go to zero hip, add system shock. Whatever you want to do with it. You don't need the goddamn book to tell you what to do. And Rich and I were talking about this. And in written form, it always sounds rough, but it's like, I don't need a book to tell me how to imagine If there's shit that I think is better out of a, outside of a system, I will fucking gladly bring it into the game. I did it when I ran 5th edition. I won't run 5e as written because it's boring as fuck as written. There are better ways of doing things. That's just the honest thing. Oh, her encumbrance system is so in unique. But I wrote the encumbrance system. Where'd my book go? <laughs> <laughs> I did that in 2016. Yeah. And it's not even my idea. It's another OSR idea. That game does nothing. Oh, it collates. It'll bring 5e players. The same 5e players that almost everyone that plays the OSR bitches about. So again, I don't know what you hope to accomplish. You're not going to beat fucking Wizards of the Coast. You're not going to do it. I don't know who needs to hear that. You're not going to take... And that was actually told to me. If it takes Wizards down a peg, well, that'll be worth it. You're not going to do that. They don't <laughs> give a shit about you. That fucking movie, we're going to get to that, is going to make a lot of money. In fact, it's doing quite fucking well in the theaters. The sequels are already set. The D&D universe is already written in stone because of this movie. Uh, and... My Hasbro stock is shot through the roof because of the fucking movie. Um, and it's just, you're, you're, you're fucking delusional. I know, 10,000 subscribers to beyond. <laughs> 13 million active accounts at any one time. That is nothing. Yes, Wizards got nervous, not because of all the dorks crying and making videos, which is the only other reason this fucking game is so popular, is because you had said it, Santa's like, oh, it got caught at the right time with the OGL nonsense. Yes, everyone got big mad. But, Wizards didn't give a shit about that. Wizards got real nervous because there was some potential actual legal fucking actions that were going to happen. That's what made Wizards real goddamn nervous. And they realized they had to back down from it. Um, I'm sorry. It's just, this fucking game annoys me so much. And just the, the pedantry surrounding it is lunacy. Well, and now YouTubers are... Well, now the YouTubers are admitting that they were given copies of the book or, you know, they're not, I'm not paid. Well, you, you got a fucking copy of the book. And you said it was the greatest thing ever. But you also said OSC is the greatest thing ever, which I also disagree with. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's, oh, fuck my life. <laughs> I'm going to have to get like some sort of like fire picture to just pop up behind you as you're talking. It's just, just annoying, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 
I got a couple issues as well. Not just, uh, you know, the fire thing. One of them, which I... And again, people are like, well, you could play without it. But, you know, because it, the system is how it is. I am talking as rules written. And one of the things is the fact that your own abilities are all randomly, like, done. When you level up, you randomly roll for that. And people are going to say, well, you could just change that. It's like, yeah, I know, but I'm talking about rules as written. Uh, one issue I have with that, and it's not the fact that it's all randomized. I have no fucking... I, I don't care. I like random-style games. But my issue is, is now all of a sudden you're taking away the player's agency with his own character. And his choices that he thinks that his character, how he would develop now, no longer matters. You're taking away the player's agency, and you're putting it into a randomization. And that's not cool, because if they have an idea for their player, and let's say their character has all of a sudden started doing this, and they've started exploring that, it's like, oh, that's wow, that's amazing. Well, I just hope I get this ability, or else all this uh, character development before this I leveled up is absolutely pointless, because now all of a sudden, for some reason, even though he's been using a double-handed sword, he just became really fucking good with crossbows. Right, yeah. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. It's dumb. My other thing is the goddamn name. And I've talked to you guys about this. I have, I, I have a thing with names. And it is a bad name. It is a horrible goddamn name. And I'll tell you why. Because Shadow Dark literally just means Dark Darker. I've been referring to with these guys as Dark Darker for a while. And they understand what I mean because... Yeah. That's what it is. It's a yeah. game that's called Dark Darker because there's a dark spot on the wall in a darker room. That is literally what the name is. How lazy is that name? It says nothing about the game. It has nothing about the setting. It's like, yeah, but it's talking about how it's grim dark. It's like, yeah, I know, but you know what else says grim dark? Grim dark. Just right, called yeah. it grim dark. It, it's just as unim unimaginative. I yeah. hate that goddamn name. Yeah. It's stupid. <laughs> Name it something better. It, 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 and a name says a lot about a game, and all I see is unimaginative. Well, That's... it follows suit with your 300 pages of rules as well, so... Oh, yeah, and like, you Un know what, I have no problem with simulation-type style games. I like some simulation-type style games. But it's just, it's... Uh... But, but is Shadow Dark really a simulationist game? I'm going to say no, it's not. No, I don't think so either. No, but they're they're trying to make it seem like a fantasy... Uh, simulation game with all the rules but mm -hmm. it's not actually a simulation so Dark Darker actually fails on the fact that they're trying to make it even a simulation style game with yeah. all the rules so it doesn't actually do anything as it's really supposed to do and yeah. I may be wrong on this and we'll probably get some hate on this episode and I have no right. problem with that because this is only our opinions Right. Well, you haven't, don't worry we haven't talked about the other fucking elephant in the room yet it's what, not the <laughs> No, no, the, the podcast, the other podcast or video or YouTuber <laughs> comment. About, we'll get to that. But what is that? I can't right? wait till we get to that, bro. Oh, yeah. I, well, I can't wait to talk about but, that. But I, yeah, I will say, he's not even a D&D person. We'll get to that. The, the, uh, the, the thing that I agree with you on, Scott, was that I don't need to be told what to do with my game. Yeah. The one thing that I will say is so many people get into D&D and stay in D&D yeah. that they don't know what to bring into it. Like, I, I have cribbed rules from Forbidden Lands and bring, brought them into Savage Worlds. I've done the same thing for other systems because I've been exposed to all these other systems. Yeah. And so if, if this game that I'm completely ambivalent towards does take some people from 5e, even if they don't leave 5e completely, Perhaps they can enhance their 5e game 
by seeing some rules that they hadn't been exposed to before. But I agree. None of those rules that I've seen so far are innovative or necessarily even original. And so like the usage, the usage stuff, I, I don't know what the mechanics are for, for Shadow Dark. I haven't read them. I, I've not read any of the Kickstarter book on that at all. Um, I, I started reading through some of the, you know, the, the rules for Dark Darker, but it just, yeah. again, <laughs> it's just you don't see anything that's special. Yeah, and it, it's being propped up as special. Does it have yeah. the usage die? It sounds like it does. Yeah. See, it, yeah. and that that was the first time I encountered that was with Forbidden Lands. I'm like, that is freaking awesome, and I've I've that's one of the things that I've brought into Savage Worlds because yeah. I'm like, I hate keeping track of arrows, and that usage die works for torches just as well. And there are rules. It's like whenever you what? leave a, a room, just roll your usage die. You've been exploring this dungeon. You leave a room. Time for a usage check on your torch. Does it go out? Yeah. Nope. Good. You keep going. <laughs> you fall in a pit. You activate a trap. You get in combat. That's yeah. usage die is always rolled for torches and lanterns and shit because it helps you know, like, hey, maybe you dropped it. Maybe you did something to it. Yeah, it's a super yeah. old, old. It's a very old OSR rule. But um, yeah, no, you're not wrong. And that's, and I, I don't know, man. I like I. I do always hope that people explore different games. Like one person was like, <laughs> "This comment was so fucking dumb." Oh, so I bet that this was for Sha Savage Worlds. You would be all over it. Uh, you apparently never listened to me talk about Savage Worlds settings. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I'll eviscerate a Savage Worlds setting. Yeah. <laughs> fucking with ease. Where's that fucking piece of shit, Deadlands? <laughs> I'll get right to it. <laughs> don't fucking make me. Uh, but yeah, it was just little things like that. I'm like, I don't give a shit. And then I had to remind him. I was like, first off, Junior, I've done more for the OSR than 99% of the dipshits buying this fucking game. So let's just put that in your fucking pocket and recall that some of your elders have actually done shit and produced games for you. Yeah. And that some of the shit that you guys are currently using. So, But yeah, I don't know. Maybe they will change the game. I just, I know... Well, it's kind of know. like, and we may, and I like how we're getting to 20 minutes in, and I'm going to be almost contradicting myself here, but we might be wrong on this too. I want to point that out. And a good example of that is Loser. like, <laughs> yeah. Me and, me and Finder, we both have backed Mothership. And Scott, you said that it's not doing anything special at all. Not Which, the original one, yeah. No, yeah. not the original one, but now, like, I was looking at the Hallbreaker yeah. rules now that they have, and I was like, wow, this is, they've really just revamped so many things, and that one, you could tell it's a labor of love, and they're, he's, like, uh, the creator, I should try and get him on at some point, but he's really just been changing and adapting and taking his time to really yeah. try and make his dream project, and you can tell it's just great. Um, so, for all we know, yeah. uh, I, I forget her name that's designing uh, Chelsea, Joker. maybe Chelsea something. Yeah, uh, um, she may she may have just put together this just to have almost like as what? starting point and she may advance it past this. She could like we said that the timing is perfect and she might might have thrown this part together nope. to to nope. Nope. No. <laughs> no, she hasn't. Uh, she actually been working on it for a few years, and same with the mothership guy. Though she had been testing it and playing it, her whole uh, arcane college and all them have. This game has been together for a while, and when the OGL hit, it was just right time, right place of the nebula. 
No, no, pull the trigger. So, but you're not wrong. Like Derek, you know, mothership guy actually, he obviously listens to the podcast and takes our advice <laughs> uh, on turning a boring yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. But, but you're not wrong. Like the things you were reading, you were telling us about, was like, yeah, that's actually more interesting than what they were. Because the original mothership, I'm sorry, just it was boring, and I could have done that mm. with any fucking system. I don't need mothership to do that. Yeah. Um, it was it was a shtick. Like Mortborg is a shtick. They're all shticks. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just and she could she could very well or her team could very well turn around and say like, well, there are some online complaints. Not everyone is you know stroking us off, and so maybe it's worth taking a look at what we're doing. But I, I would, I would fucking press X to doubt and uh, continue on my way in L.A. Noir. Well, <laughs> I I do have some concerns with it as well. Uh-oh. Uh and it, it's not necessarily like this could this is just speculation and and we we actually had this conversation on some poor suckers YouTube channel and I'm just oh. wondering it's like the amount of money that she spent on marketing like I'm sorry but during the Kickstarter I, I think it's done now right it is yeah, yeah it's over it, it's Dur- a of and and I haven't seen it yeah I should have known that because I haven't seen any ads but. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, like seriously though, how much? Let's go see him again. How much was spent on ads? Like there was so much marketing towards it. I had it on because I got a Google phone. I had it on my newsfeed when I swipe over. I had it on YouTube. I had it on Twitter. I had it on Instagram. I had it on literally anything when I was online. I would see an ad for for it, and I'm just wondering. I was like, this money. I get it. You. You made it big in your Kickstarter. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. But, yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah. congrats. That is yeah, not something awesome. that many people can do, and I'm mad props to that, but I'm just yeah. wondering how much money has been used to make sure that success is as high as it is, and what parts are they going to be cutting out for quality-wise in order to still keep the promise with all those people who backed it? Yeah, I don't know, because I've looked at Because every time you start a Kickstarter, and Rich, you'll see this when you do it, your first initial messages to you are going to be from a bunch of fucktards who are like, I'm fucking John, and I run a company, and I can help you get impressions. And then they'll give you links to their stuff. So, like, you, she could have run a couple of cool thousand on getting, you know, 50,000, 100,000 impressions, which is just a click, right, where someone's mm-hmm. looking at something. And so <clears throat> that's easy. It's not overly expensive, but... But I do understand what you're saying, and I think. What about the YouTube deep. advertisement? Yeah, that's a little bit different because that's mm-hmm. definitely be more money than I think a normal just slapping it onto Facebook, right? Uh, as an ad, because uh, yeah, you're looking at different things. I don't know. I just at the heart of it, I still think the game is just. I think it's boring, and I'm sorry. I don't, and it's not just I, it, Savage Worlds. Is I love that game. But I'm telling you right now, I if I had to run another campaign, I might run it in Dungeon World. I just I to my own self be true, you know, and like so it's not it's not about it not being Savage Worlds, but it's like the OSR crowd has this problem where they're chasing the fucking dragon over and over, and it's like, oh my god, we got the black hat. We're done. Lock her up, boys. Let's go home. We got the perfect game. Fucking year later. Oh my god, we've got We've got some other bullshit rewrite. We've got Osiric. Pack it up. Let's go home. It's the perfect version. It's the perfect version of first of first edition. And then we've got uh, Against the Dark Master. We're packing up. Let's go home. And it's just over and over and over and over. And it's like, stop. How many times can you rewrite the same dumb goddamn mechanic and be like, this is refreshing? 
holy shit, you roll a d20 and you look for a number. Oh my god, this is amazeballs. I found out the parts on YouTube. Oh yeah, what is yeah. it? Um, this is per view, so every time it pops up on the, someone's screen, it costs mm-hmm. some money, and it costs mm-hmm. anywhere between 10 to 30 cents. Now, if... Okay. Oh, so, even if only... You know, if a thousand people got it, yeah, okay, that's ten bucks, but... But it wasn't a thousand people. It was easily over a million views. Yeah, yeah. Because of the channels it was coming up on. Yeah, it was on absolutely everything, like... Yeah, even the... Even the... When uh, the... uh, The... the, I don't know what to call them. The dipshits who are also like, I'm leaving leaving Dungeons and Dragons forever. I'm done with this tit. (laughs) I don't want... I don't want my Watsy money. And then uh, she's right back. Oh, I'm sorry. That was narrowing it down to very specific people who are suddenly back to being Watsy influencers and going to the going to the Dungeons and Dragons show to watch all their nonsense unfold. Um, they're all right back at it. And I believe it was a podcast that predicted that all these people were fucking lying shill hacks. And, you know, we're getting <laughs> Which views. Which one was that, Scott? <laughs> uh, three, three idiots who ramble. Argue all the time, yeah. according to the Yeah, there's some sort <laughs> <laughs> There's some sort of smart asses that think they know everything, but they really don't. I just, know. you know, I know the big thing too is always like, and it gets real annoying. I gotta, I, I have to be honest. It's like, well, it's, if it's not for you, you don't gotta play it. That's not the point. You're right. There's about ten thousand games I don't fucking play because Pathfinder Two E, no interest in that game whatsoever. I have no interest in it, and I understand it cleans up the mess that is Fifth Edition and makes the game playable, and it's nowhere near as difficult. I just don't give a shit. I don't want to roll a d20 with a static-ass fucking 5% bonus represented on one of that stupid dice and where your bell curve does this. <laughs> I just don't care. Yeah. So, interesting side note. I was talking yeah. with my buddy. I haven't seen mm. him in a while, and we we're talking, and he runs some D&D games, right? Mm. And he was following this whole OG, OGL thing. And he asked his group, hey, do you guys want to switch, maybe try out Pathfinder 2 for change, do something like that? Because he, he plays in, like one game no he plays in two games and he runs another and it's all within a close knit of friends and he asks and he said besides him and one other person everyone said no we want to stick to 5e shocker also as predicted by this channel yeah. even even jared had told us you know like his group is probably going to stick with D yeah. and there's no harm no foul in that no. i just we took it. We, I think we took umbrage to all these people who are defending all of a sudden these virtuous YouTubers. And I was like, no, they're not. They're they're <laughs> fucking lying to you. You don't. If you don't understand the the grift, I I don't know how to begin. And like, hey, if you backed, you know, darker, dark, grim, dark shadows, that's fine, man. Enjoy your game. <laughs> that game will not be played in a year from now. By December no. of by Christmas of twenty four, that game is done. And there'll be another new OSR that's gonna, and they're gonna call it Five Five Ear, and they're gonna, Fiber. <laughs> and they're gonna call it Fiber. It was all made using Fiber, right? And it's just the same <laughs> shit. Like, no, 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 no. Hear me out. 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 This time, we have a random chart that you roll on when you get a critical. Yeah, well, fuck. <laughs> oh my god, I have never seen that before. Unlike it, it's Such not like it was taken from anything. Like, you know what? I feel like there's a game that could take some critique and use that critical table, and it might be something called like Dungeon Crawl something. I forget what oh, it's called. Right. Though. It's just crazy, man. Yeah. It's just crazy. And then people are like, and that's an example because Brian was like, Well, you like Dungeon Crawl Classics? Yeah, because it's not fucking boring. It's not doing the same <laughs> shit. 
Oh. Over and over again. Well, it's randomized. No, the spells are randomized, which is awesome because it makes magic unpredictable, which magic should be. It makes yep. it fun. How bad do you want this fucking monster to die? Well, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and go full fucking uh, cure in Depeche mode and just start. Ah, <laughs> spell burn. In fact, I would say the more random. And now I might need to play some Dungeon Crawl Classics. We can just tell like go here in Depeche mode because that sounds <laughs> epic. <laughs> Bro, Spellburn is legit. And Dungeon Crawl Classics is the whole other thing that I do love that game, but it does things that are unique. The funnel oh, yeah. is unique. The funnel is so unique that other games copy it. Dungeon World has funnel rule. They made a fucking DCC funnel yep. system for Dungeon World, which is amazing. But yeah, I don't know. If you back Shadow Dark, 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 or Dark, Grim Dark, I'm, that's fine, man. I, I didn't. Not gonna do it. I will never play the game. I don't give a shit about that game. Uh, it's the quick start rules are boring, you know. We should uh, try even... and run a game. Shut <laughs> oh. <laughs> you up real quickly. Challenge, challenge accepted. So here's what challenge we do. Accepted. We play that game with the three characters Chat, chat GPT told us we should make, and oh, we use the mythic emulator. Oh my god! Oh, that's yes. fun. Okay, yes. so for the audience, because they they we we decided we're like, hey, yeah. uh, it was, Scott, you yeah. did it first. I did, um, and you were like, hey, so I decided I I asked I I asked ChatGPT to pretty much make me a character based off of myself, and I my personality traits. That yeah, I your personality yeah. traits. Yeah, yeah. asshole was in there. Tra- in case everyone's on Windows. <laughs> 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 and it it came up with it and we're like yeah that's you and then find you you did it and we're like you even called it beforehand you're like i bet you i know what it is yeah. and it was and me i i actually didn't know really what it was going to be and i was kind of surprised you guys weren't apparently no but, not at all so but you didn't Scott, you didn't you didn't do your race like neither did you it, I didn't it, it didn't give me a race either it didn't give me a race no, either. It didn't give me that a race. is so weird i wonder if it's human by default for you two for me, it I probably would have been because that's what I tend to play anyway. Because I didn't specify anything that it gave me. I just it might have just decided that that was probably the closest one for you, bro. And I tell you what, that fucking thing is one hundred percent correct. My wife started laughing because she was like, "She's like, isn't that what you always play anyway? If you play, I'm like, yeah, you have no idea." <laughs> so <laughs> we've been we've been tiptoeing around this. What class would you guys be if we played Dark Darker? So which one or D and D? Oh, I don't even know if Dark Darker has the class for me though. I gotta look okay, it up. Okay, then D and D, D and D, D and D. Hold on, no, I want to. No, I like Rich's idea. If I'm gonna shit on something, we're gonna we're gonna give it a fair chance. All right, so fine. no, we're gonna give it a fair chance. <laughs> no, no, I know. I'm just saying because we've been leave, leaving this on a cliffhanger. They don't know what we're playing. I never mentioned. Okay, well, hold on. I gotta find the Dark Darker. God damn, I, I you can't search for Dark Darker. It's not name i like it i, I want to make this as you said parodies are probably the okay, thing that i yeah, do you guys and, go first and talk about your characters yeah. while i'm doing this i'm sorry you, you even said your niche is santa is probably doing parodies and doing kind of like tongue-in-cheek kind of games and you're you're kind of right about it i'm not disagreeing with you at all and yeah. i feel like making an rpg called dark darker it would be hilarious but anyways finder so what's your uh what's your class so chat gpt told me i should play a cleric <laughs> no surprise whatsoever on that one none that was really weird <laughs> for me it was like you should be a rogue but like one with a higher charisma skill who just likes to 
sit back and not do most of the work until you can just like sneak in, get your little couple jabs in, and then just dip out. I'm like, yeah, that's that's all right. And it's accurate, right? Oh yeah, that was actually pretty fun. I recommend everyone just write. The the funny part though is with the three of us, if we play the characters that we have, what is the survivability ratio of that group? (laughs) Oh, pretty high. Yeah, you're, you're a cleric. You have the most OP class in Five E. We're not. We're not playing that because Shadow Dark does, in fact, have. Sorry, which game? Shadow. Whatever. <laughs> Shadow. Shadow Dark does have and the official supplement for the class collections for Shadow Dark by Arcanum Arcanum Studios, whatever the hell it is, and they do have the class that ChatGPT said I I, I should be. So it works. So we can play Dark Darker. We can play Dark yeah. Darker. And let, what is that shit called? Myth, mythic, mythic? Mythic emulator. Uh, the GM emulator. Mythic system. Okay. Cool. We'll do that. Oh, and then, uh, yeah, uh, it told me I should be a half-elf bard, which is absolutely correct. <laughs> Despite all of the things that everyone sees and hears, I probably am the greatest bard you'll ever meet in a role-playing game uh, because I'm trying to put my dick in everything. I actually understand what bards are supposed to do. So... <laughs> Uh, it's unfortunate people are. Uh, does the Shadow Dark have sex moves? Not yet. Chat GPT. Will do that. <laughs> <laughs> you always need sex moves. I can ask it to do a random table, it's a random sex sex move table for leveling up in Shadow Dark. In fact, I better do it right now. Please, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> people don't. Need we're not monetized. <laughs> we're not monetized. But you no, know, we'll never be monetized at this rate. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but anyway, so there you go. Yeah, so we got a human cleric, a human rogue, and a half elf bard, and we'll just have to do. I mean, the adventure's perfect because we got the person who's would be greedy and sneaky enough to want to go and find whatever the shit is. We've got the person who'd be the motivating leader, right? Because the cleric is going to be is a leader of the party. Oh, well, the bard is the leader. No, they're not. The bard is the face of the party. There's a big difference between the fucking spokesman and the yeah. CEO. Cannibal was not the face. <laughs> No, not at all. Not at all. So, yeah, I think this will work out. <laughs> kind of fun, to be honest. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We should do this. Yeah, one. I, li- I like how we started from never playing this game, too. Yeah. We, we're we're going to try and play this game with a GM emulator. Fuck yeah, we are. I don't know how this happened. <laughs> well, because we're going to, we're people of our word. And who knows? We may play through and be like, wow, this does so many cool things I've never seen before. <laughs> oh wow wait it's been an hour guys i gotta relight the lantern oh my torch burn out my t- my torch that burns for an hour yet yeah, probably has uh, a fucking torch range of like 10 feet or 15 feet which tells me people have never been camping yes that's how burning torches work they shed light so far that you don't even you don't even need the moon or a street light you just shine the torch and it just carries <laughs> the forest <laughs> yeah it's not like the torch was dis- uh, whatever Ah, oh, my God. There's a tree in the way. Don't die. worry. We can yes. Yes. Now, you yeah. put it in front of you. You don't hold it up like this and fucking, you have a radius. You put it in front of you. Try yeah. to find it. Look at the ground. God damn. Quit being myopic. Just go outside. <laughs> go camping. Go out camping. I camp. But you go camping and you explore at night because that's when you're really camping. You know what I'm saying? Like when you go yeah. hang out well, I mean, by the as fire. a kid, that, that's what you, you'd always wait till dark to play Capture the Flag. Yeah. Right. Of course, and you start hauling ass. Oh, well, I'll tell you that that was the best thing about growing up in Arizona is you'd always play capture the flag in the desert. 
Mm-hmm. And in the daylight, you'd go, we were running around that crap? What? Right, yeah. Like, oh, this cactus starts over this little ridge. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. Anyway. We have wolves. Oh. Um, so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I you, don't go, well. you don't go too far into the dark. And, the, and ours think, is, it's not Arizona. It's, it's, it's woods. Look, I think I told you to the story when I went dog sledding. And we'll put a pin in that because the story becomes highly inappropriate. Because we essentially tortured our young guide. We had two guides. And the one was a trust fund kid. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. That was <laughs> Probably it's not real to torture, by the way. I probably will. No, it was a real torture. It was uh, more like psychological, psychological trauma. Um, it's not my fault. He chose to, you know, yeah. guide a guide a bunch of combat veterans. <laughs> Our sense of humor is not what they teach you at Yale. So, no. so well, he, grew, he grew that day. Anyway, next topic. <laughs> next topic. Um, so we all actually played games on Friday. All I thought we were doing the D&D movie. Was that going to be live? Yeah, no, I was going to wait till the end because I was going to give a spoiler. By the way, oh. spoiler warners, warnings. At the end of this, we're going to be talking about the D&D movie. So if anyone hasn't seen it and they want to see it or and they don't want any things, I'll, I'll give a warning before. There's a lot of spoilers too, so... Yeah, yeah we'll, I, I haven't seen it, but I also... Because I thought there's a conversation that we may want to have before that. Oh, uh, because we're talking about culture, right? D and D and culture. Oh, what? That, that was topic? what you put in the chat in the channel anyway. Yeah, I know. But then we decided to go no topic. Remember, yeah, that's so that fine. we can without so that's that we can go. I'm going to bring I'm going to bring culture into it because I have I have thoughts on that and it relates okay, to the well, D and D movie. It 100%. relates to that. So yeah, yeah, it relates to Shadow Dark, the RPG. Yes, no, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it does actually. I think I'm tracking what we're just talking about. Anyway, uh, we ran games. You were saying I'm sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, uh, we ran games. Uh, I ran Dungeon Worlds. Uh, what games did you guys run? Yeah, I know. You're always so excited whenever I say Dungeon Worlds. You're like, oh. <laughs> it teaches you new skills and teaches you how to enhance skills that you have buried deep inside you. Yeah, I've actually I've, I've figured out a little bit of a new technique. Oh, shit. And it, it, it's not... I, I, I'm, it's not necessarily. I don't think it's groundbreaking, but I got it since I've been reading that wrestling PBTA. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I literally just said, cut out the pointless parts. Hundred percent. And a hundred percent. That's what I did. It's oh, just oh, like, oh, oh. Question, question, question. Shoot, question. Shoot, shoot, shoot. For, it, Dungeon World is a fantasy game, right? Yeah. What would you say is a pointless part of a fantasy campaign setting that characters might want to engage in, but they don't realize how fucking pointless and boring it is? Travel. Oh, which because <laughs> Dungeon even, World's travel is amazing. Yeah, no, I cut it out. Um, so my first part was is because like we only have we only have like four hours, five hours playing. We can only play like once a month. So I told him I was like, I'm gonna try and just cut down on the, some of the more needless stuff. So we started off where one person uh, was going to grab a quest, and it was just him and the other guy. So we just cut directly to that point, and then. After that was done and we did the little bit of RP and all that, uh, I mentioned, okay, what do you guys want to do? What do you want to do for this part? Like, you know, just get your equipment and all that shit before you head out. And then I said, do you guys really want to RP travel? And they're like, is anything spectacular going to happen? I'm like, probably not. Unless the dice roll a dragon. It, it's, yeah, that's just it. It's just <laughs> random combat. Like, yeah, random combat is not content. That's just filler. So uh, I was like, nope. And then we got... <laughs> We got to the dungeon, which I have it all like, uh, we have, I have it all like spider theme and 
it, it's really cool. Essentially, there's like it was an old worshiper type style place. It was a church, or they think it was because the crypt was underneath it. Wait, it wait, wait! Don't your, don't your players listen? Uh, only one, but okay. they've already been through this. So. Oh, oh! So you're done? Yeah, I'm. T- I'm t- yeah, it was on Friday. Oh, He's recapping. Yeah. I thought it was a campaign, not like you know a one shot. No, no, well, it's not a one shot. It's just I'm talking about what the shit, what happened. We're not actually okay. done it. Okay. okay, we're just getting to a part, and it was really cool because they they didn't just automatically default to combat. Uh, so they go into this place, and it's kind of dark, and it's everything like that. I did a few filler things, talk about a corpse, and they're like, okay, well, can we figure out how, what killed him? And so they rolled kind of bad, right? Uh, well, one of them was like, oh, I want to speak to the undead. I was like, he has that. He's a cleric. He took a wizard's book. Yeah. So he started talking to him, and it, like, I pretty much I gave him some information, but it was more like, what would a man who was seriously murdered pretty damn hard, what would happen if he just came in? So he pretty much started off screaming for the first little bit. Of course, only yeah. one guy could hear him because it was that. And then I kind of gave him some information, and then he said, I... I do not want to stay here anymore. And he, oh. he dipped out because no one wants to stay around in a place where they're... Yeah, anyways. But uh, we get downstairs and one of them has a sword. Of course, it's the fighter that reacts whenever there's any, any undead around. So her sword goes off and she's like, oh, there's undead going around here. And the priest is like, okay, well, I'm going to start praying uh, so that no, no undead will come close to us. I was like, okay, that's good. You're using your problem-solving skills. And I was two, uh, two skeletons, uh, but I made these skeletons where the necromancy itself uh, is not done through just normal kind of, you know, like, boom, you're back alive. They use, an al- it, they use alchemically treated spider webs woven into the corpse or the skeleton in order to in- bring it back to life. But they become tougher, they have higher defense, all that kind of shenanigans. So they got past the first part, and they ended up uh, dodging a couple traps, doing some stuff. They got a nice dagger. Then they get to the beginning of I'd made a maze, and they called the Spider's Maze. And the first guy was like, "We should." He's like, "I know what you guys are gonna say, but we should split the party." And I'm like, <laughs> "No, no, you shouldn't." <laughs> I was just thinking. I'm not gonna say anything. The one guy who's yeah. the plays the rogue, he's just like. He's like, can, can I can I maybe roll to see if I can find anything? So I told him, I was like, yeah, roll, blah, blah. And he's like, okay. And what did I find out? I was like, well, you walked a little bit to because it was like uh, left to the right. By the way, the paladin took that stupid ability, like not stupid ability, it's actually pretty close. Cool. But that ability that tells you where your your item or what your, your quest is. Not- Stupid, but it, I got, I got a lot of questions for stupid. you. It's not stupid. Because all it tells you is it's there, that direction, as the crow flies. Yeah, and it was straight in the middle. Straight in the middle. So That's we okay. had a choice of going left or right. Uh, and the rogue, kinda, the rogue goes a little bit to the left, and he takes a peek around. He walks over to the right, and he's just like, yeah, this is a maze. So then they end up like tying some rope together, because they all have like, a bunch of rope. And started trailing it with themselves in order to go through the maze, and they were kind of using uh, the the paladin as almost more like a compass at that point, where he's just like, "Okay, it's going more this way," and he's like, yeah. "Can I tell anything from this?" I was like, "Well, just roll to see if you can have observation," and he's like, "Okay, what's this?" I was like, "You can tell that when you first started, you're going to the right, uh, and then it's it's starting to go more to the left, further and further, so you're kind of getting the idea that." It might be in the dead center of the maze where you're going. 
So anyways, we go through there. They end up getting to these ghouls that end up having two ghouls, pretty high defense, very agile, can run on walls, climb and everything like that because they're spider imbued, but they're also intelligent. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they, they essentially kind of jump down on them uh, and start attacking, but they're in a room with a trap, and they knew there was a trap there. And it, I did like almost like a pressure plate type style thing, like uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, you know, with the, where they have to take the thing off and then replace the weight. And the wizard, he was like, shit, what do we do? So he ends up shooting his spell, not at one of the ghouls, but to set off the trap. And so everyone had to make, and they end up kind of screwing over one of the ghouls pretty badly. And then the other one kind of just got nicked until the cleric just smashed his skull in pretty damn hard. Jesus. Uh, the fighter then tried mm -hmm. to use their charisma to try and draw away. And so they drew it towards oh. yeah. a doorway. Where they knew there was something evil there because um, Paladin detected uh, evil. Mm -hmm. Although it wasn't in the same direction as where the quest thing is. So they're just going to avoid it. She drew that away and then she she rolled... I forget what happened. I, mean, I don't remember the specifics. But she ended up in front of the doorway and she was going to dodge out of the way in time. So I was just like, okay, defy danger. I was like, okay, you have a choice. You can either take their attack damage... And they won't, you know, you'll stop at the doorway, or you could fall down the stairs with them. Oh, she fell down the stairs with them and ended Damn. up in a in in uh in a giant twenty foot spider queen's lair, Ooh. which the <laughs> druid knew was there because she heard the spider talking to the ghouls or sure. yelling to them, and you know that saying, "Please bring me my food." Yeah, the druids can so, speak to all animals. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, so they end up getting into, like, this kind of crazy fight, and they end up killing the Spider Queen, and then that's kind of where the session ended. But it, it was so much fun, and my, I, I got to give mad props, especially if any of them were listening. You guys played it so well. It was so much fun, and you guys did so many cool things, and you just kind of, like, you really made that... I was not expecting that game to go how it did, and you guys kept me on my toes quite a few times. As I was trying to figure out, like, even once, like, the paladin guy, he's just like, by the way, it says you have to be honest about this thing. And I was like, I am trying to be honest, but I'm trying to figure out some information that I can give you that's more creative than stuff you already know. I didn't say that part, but I was just yeah. trying to think of the best way to put it. It was, yeah, yeah. it's a really fun system to play. Are, are you open to questions? I am open to questions. I could because I just I, you're, this is your first time playing Dungeon World. So what were the, what were the running. they had a, they had a well, yeah running it. So they had a druid, a paladin, a wizard, yep, and a cleric, cleric, and, and a fighter, and a fighter. And a rogue. Anything else? And a rogue. Oops. Okay. He's just making up. Characters. Yeah, six. You didn't yeah, run the game, that. did you? You didn't run the game, did you? And they had a psionicist, <laughs> and they had a. I was just trying to think. A fighter, a rogue, a cleric, a paladin, a druid, and a wizard. Okay. Okay, so sick. That's actually a really good mix. So, yeah, 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 so many good. questions. So did they enjoy the system? They're enjoying the system. They uh, still absolutely adored the Session Zero. And I have to talk to them a little bit more just to see their feelings, but they're like, that, that was a lot of fun. Thank you very much. That was like tons of fun. I was like, oh, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Nice. Now, and this is just small things for people who never played Dungeon World. When you were having them do their roles, did you remember to never speak the name of the move directly? They would sometimes, and then I would say, try not to say your. It's a tough role. habit. 
Yeah. And, and it is. And for the most part, though, most people were not looking at that, like, because I provide one sheet just so they can, you know, if they're fighting, they can have an idea of ahead of yeah. time. Like, uh, but a lot of them were just kind of just ignoring that sheet and <clears throat> kind of just going off of what I told them to do. And like, I never I didn't try and roll like to say the rules. I would just say, OK, can you roll your uh, in, can you roll with intelligence? Can you roll with this? And then I'd give oh, them nice. yeah, yeah, nice. I, and then I would give them options. Right. Nice. That's a good way. Yeah. Nice. So people aren't aren't tracking like, uh, oh, like a fighter doesn't say like I attack the ghoul with hack and slash. Yeah. Right? That's naming your move. You would say like, like ideally, what you know is like, oh, well, I draw my sword up and I come up the side of the wall and I come down with a yeah. downward thrust. And instinctively, you already know I'm a fighter. I'm gonna roll hack and slash, so I roll plus strength, and I do, and then I do the things. And your, the narrative takes control of you. You don't have to say what you're doing, and then. Your results can help vary yeah, that. I so think. Really I think. I think. Uh, actually, ironically enough, I think once it gets to combat, that's when people start reverting to saying. Oh, I heard the term hack and slash a lot, and yeah. it's, it's mostly just because yeah. it's like. So I'm asking, what do you want to do? And most people, it's just like, well, I just want to beat the shit out of this dude. That's just so, saying that. <laughs> uh, but oh, they'll say, uh, okay, I'm going to do hack and slash. And most of the time, I'm pretty like fluid with like. You know, yeah. okay, what yeah. do you want to do? Like, one guy was fighting one of the ghouls and he was getting ready for this really good shot, and he ended up rolling really bad. And he so was he actually out, he was out of the fight. So I was like, okay, he just snuck up behind and he went to go and stab him. And then, unfortunately, he was so focused on one that he didn't realize the other one was already with its four arms, was nice, just pretty much leaped out him. Oh. So he rolled a six or less, I assume, and you made. Ah, uh, he rolled. He him. he he rolled a legit two. Oh wow! So yeah, you get to make your hard move against him. So that's perfect yeah. for the consequences. So did the, any of the ghouls? <clears throat> did the ghouls ever manage to deal damage to any of the characters? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so how did you use died. How, how did you use the messy tag? I didn't have the messy tag on them. Oh okay, so you took that down. Okay, I mean no, I get I, you modified them. I modified them and. Yeah. I figured, because, like, this is only their, this is their <laughs> first time ever playing, like, a full story. Yeah, sure. Like, before, it was just, like, a little mini-adventure, so I figured I'd kind of ease them into this kind of shit, and then, I think after this one, uh, again, if you're listening, I'm gonna take the training wheels off, and I'm nice. just going to, uh, I'm gonna add in any kind of messy tag, and for anyone who's curious what the hell the messy tag is... Scott, would you like to? Yes. So this is where we talked about how dragons are, they do their things, right? So the messy tag, um, if the ghoul were to use a messy tag, say, and bite the, uh, to get the, to get their claws on the, the rogue, it's not just, oh, you take six points of damage. The messy tag is, well, the ghoul grabs you and it latches on its, its jaw and rips part of your fucking muscle away from your body. That's the messy tag. And yeah. it's just brutal and bloody. Um, tags are really super important in Dungeon World. So, do they did they enjoy using the tags they have for like their weapons and stuff? Um, because they're kind of right now tags like are sort of they're general. Using, they're using pretty basic moves, so they don't yeah. really they don't really utilize them that much. That um, makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, but since I gave them. Uh, some nice little fun loot. Some of it they don't know what it does yet, because I was nice. just like, yeah, you know. And I, I remember on one of the items, because uh, I told him before that the <laughs> book, like the the librarian, that's kind of who's giving him the quest. It's like a, oh. it's 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 not an actual. It is a librarian, but it's not. It's but it's people who are trying to catalog this world since this is the first time we've been able to be in it since pretty much a magical apocalypse. 
uh, occurred. Uh, but they're trying to catalog and find as much information. So there's a guild that came up to called the Librarian's Guild. And what their premise is, is they are going through research, through research, and through research to try and find artifacts. Or, but more specifically, they're trying to find books. And instead of, like, because I also have a Cartographer's Guild who just sells maps. Uh, nice. These guys, they say, okay, well, here's the location. Uh, this is the item I want. You can have everything else in it. The map is for free, but you have to give us, depending on what it is, like, for this one, they actually have to give 15 gold uh, to the librarians that will be returned when uh, the book is returned to them. That's cool. Yeah, because I figured that way it's like, you know, because I know the wizard's going to probably want the book. Of course. He doesn't know what it is. He doesn't play. I don't, I don't think he watches this, so I don't have to worry about that. But I can't tell you what the... No, no, we'll, we'll talk offline. <gasps> yeah, no. So I don't need more questions. I have a thousand questions, but I love fucking Dungeon World. It's... Okay, you got one more. One more. No, I don't. I <laughs> A thousand I questions, but I don't have any. I Yeah, we'll just we'll move, we'll move on. We'll All right. Ready. Who wants next? Scott, because really. mine's going to be pretty basic. <laughs> Mine, too. Um... I know you want. We, we do uh, Shadow the Dragon Queen on Wednesday nights, and we ran that, and then uh, Savage Worlds, and yeah, you guys uh, get to experience mass battles, watching the Dragon Army roll in and just lay waste to a militia team that was f- no match for them. Although there was hope in the beginning, there was hope in the beginning when the militia got a couple of wins and took some tokens off the board, and then it just proceeded to go downhill from there. Anyway, uh, yeah, and then you guys managed to evacuate the village of uh, the village, the town of Vogler, Vogler, and and yeah, Vogler, and set sail, and then uh, you're heading to Calamon now. Well, now uh, it's gone, so it's Nogler. It's Nogler. That's sad. <laughs> that's <laughs> I'm sorry. That's good. And then I pulled the uh, I pulled the usual switcherui after spending like what two months, three months of you guys adventuring with and in the name of uh, an NPC. When you got to the town, you've been told that you've been massacred by mysterious creatures that also try to massacre you. And so, I took your I took your friend away. Whatever. <laughs> I didn't know her anyways. I, the one part I did like was, you know, like that message that you got? You specifically sent, you sent everyone else a letter. You sent my character uh, a messenger to actually say the words. Yeah, you're illiterate. You took the Yeah, hand. I was hoping you were going to give me a letter so bad so I could just look at it and be like, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> it's been Green Shield knew you. A little, no, he didn't. Not at all. <laughs> no, not at all. No. <laughs> he just went on a, he went on a racist, a racist gamble. That is a half poker. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to draw him to me so I can dispatch him. Exactly. Exactly. So that's really it. That's what it. about you, Finder? You got anything? Uh, Friday night, started uh, had session zero with my kids for the, for the Forbidden Lands game. They decided to take a break from Coriolis. And so we kicked off Forbidden Lands. And five out of the six players decided to go completely random for their characters. Really? Uh, yeah, it, it was really entertaining because they're coming up with these uh, characters and somehow they all meshed together already. And there was a lot of overlap. And I've learned exactly how dark my kids can go. Because like, uh, so Forbidden Lands has this section called How Do, how do You Know Each Other? How Did You Meet? Mm-hmm. And the characters dis- discuss how they made it or how they met up with one another. 
and there's a mechanic for a, a random table. And two of my kids met in prison. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, while we're talking about that, my youngest son says, dude, I need, I need you to switch over to a private channel. So he and I switched over to the, the Whisper Voice channel on Discord that we have. And he's like, I'd already I've already decided that my, my dark secret was that I, I have this flute, or, or the dark secret was that he has this flute that's made from his brother's bones. Ooh. Oh. And Ooh. Um, he, when he and, the, when he and uh, his brother were in prison together, the discussion was, what if I was the one who killed my brother? <laughs> And that's why I made this flute out of his bones. And that all came about because of a love triangle <laughs> that, that he and another character had with his brother's wife. And I'm like, going, dude, man, you guys are just messed up. Hopefully it's not a skin flute. <laughs> no. <Where laughs> it's a bone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they're, they're like, they're going full into the grim dark on this grim dark game. And uh, it, it's just... I, I couldn't stop laughing half the night because I'm like, man, you guys are just really messed up. That's pretty. But we, so we didn't get to actually do any adventure yet. It was just building the characters and talking about how they met. And we did the backstory cards and a lot of fun with that too. So but it was good. It was a good game. Nice. Nice. So that's so, it. Surprisingly enough, I like how we're like, you know, we probably won't have enough time. Like, you know, two. We're already at an hour. I know. We saw some talk this about. Yeah, I know. So the <clears throat> D&D movie. I don't have much to add because I haven't seen it. Can we it. not real quick talk about a fucking major podcast like 7 million viewers that's playing Dungeons and Dragons and the dumb shit that they said about it? Uh, <laughs> this is real yeah, annoying. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I you get... know what? We can hold the D and D movie off to another time. Let's talk about no, this. Let's do the D&D movie. No, it's, like it's, gonna be part of, it's part of it's part of the discussion. Yes, and I, I promise it. I promise That's it. That's why he okay. said it. So I will say this: uh, if you want to say the name of the fucking podcast, you can. But the dude has a lot of viewers, and I get it. But I don't really give a shit about that. It's because he decided to start playing Dungeons and Dragons with his friends. And he said, and I quote, if you don't know what I'm talking about with Dungeons, what Dungeons and Dragons is, it's a comedy improv storytelling game. And, uh, and that's not what Dungeons and Dragons is. Even my wife, when I played it, and I rolled it back for the ninth time because I was in awe that someone could be so fucking stupid, uh, she was like, that's not what D&D is. And I was like, yeah, you don't even play the fucking game. So I'm going to ask the question, though, is he wrong? Probably for his group, no, because there are lots of groups do dumb shit like that and fiddle fuck off. See, I, I say, I, I think that you and I have the reaction that we have because we grew up when D&D was drama-based. Well, no, D&D is chess. You put dolls on a table, and the dolls yeah. have movements and actions, and then they go to war with each other, and then But it was drama. It, it was all but, drama. Yeah. But to me, D&D has become a parody of itself. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. Because... You look at all yeah. of the actual plays. Most of them are comedic anymore. Dimension yep. 20, they're all, Potter, they're all comedic. Mad uh, Potter, whatever it's called. All yeah. I, so I can see how somebody in his yeah. position who may have just been exposed could see it as a comedic no, improv yeah. storytelling game. That's totally fair, actually. And I, I, yeah, it's one of the things I thought about was like, oh, maybe he's just, I don't know. You know what? To be honest, like, because like you guys have been in the hobby for a long time, and I've definitely. 
expanded a lot in my 10 or so years that I've been into tabletop games. And we're kind of looking at it from more of an old, especially since I have you guys' influences, <laughs> we're looking at it as like an old school <laughs> kind of method. And just to say the podcast, because to be honest, yeah. especially after you said it, Finder, I don't think he's wrong. Um, it is Charisma on Command who does mostly stuff yeah, yeah. with... With communication and yeah, he yeah. he's honestly great great podcast. He he's uh well of course Chris Mount Command. He's very articulate, he's very good at uh speaking. Um yep. uh but he he mentioned it's a comedy game. And at first I was like, No, it's not, but to be honest though, it's like you don't my my friends like the one that I was talking about today, he's mm-hmm. playing Curse of Strahd. And yeah. they're laughing because they have, you know, he has, there's one character that's, you know, kind of uh, is a kobold who now ha- is also a werewolf. And it, for them, the games aren't serious. They are comedy. And right, I think that's how the games are written. But I think that's how the games are played. And it doesn't matter right, how yeah. they are written. If 99% of the audience mm. which <clears throat> it th- says that they are meant, are, are doing games with mostly a comedic background unfortunately it doesn't matter how it's written that's yeah. how the game is but it's, that's what it comes down to sure, it's intention versus reality right but you're playing the wrong game for you because really i mean it's i don't look by- i don't read dante's inferno and be like oh, i'm gonna jerk off to this right <laughs> i can do whatever i want because how it's written is just a story right it's a very grim tale of revenge and how he's petty as fuck but you wouldn't you wouldn't do it's called a divine comedy but it's not a comedy um and so yeah people are playing D and they absolutely are playing this but and i know people hate to hear it but there are absolute wrong ways to play games based on intent of writing and intent of purpose and these people would probably do better with games like dungeon world or power by the apocalypse or fate because they serve that style of narrative play versus a tabletop war game and but that's where i think i'm going to point right back to watsi Wizards of the Coast, yeah. and say they are culpable in this matter because yeah. you look at a lot of the stuff they're producing nowadays, and it's comedic. D and D movie being one thing, and we'll talk about that because they did something that pissed me off. Uh-huh, I can't wait. You, you've got you've got characters called Minsk and Boo, and Boo is a freaking hamster, and that's an official D and D thing yeah. from Baldur's Gate. I from mean, they are D&D. injecting so much stuff into it now that. Yeah. It's easy for anybody, even from the official material, to draw on yeah. the idea, oh, it's supposed to be funny. I mean, Xanathar's Guide to Everything is a frickin' beholder with a goldfish pet? I mean, right, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. The game as 5e, and if you look at stuff like, let's say, Tales of Manicor, who's playing an old-school game, he's done it grim, he's done it dark. But I, could you even have even close to that same effect with a 5e? No, because it's not a deadly system, it's meant to hold your hand, and it's meant to keep you alive. The the whole game is not meant towards mm. being a dark gritty game. It the whole game as written mechanic wise, even if the the little kind of details that they write in say otherwise, the game as written is meant to be light hearted and comedic, and yeah, the you know, mechanics that. dictate that that system. Yeah. I'm sorry, even you said Curse of Strahd and Five E is bullshit. We've tried it; it's not good. And it's yep. because there is no risk. Yep. There's no anything. You're playing there to play your fun little goofy characters who can do all these de- little goofy things, and it's a great time. There's no, there's there's no edge whatsoever. It has to be a comedy because you can't play it any other way. That's interesting. So concept, actually. The, the question, and I was talking with Audra about this 
before the podcast, uh, we were out walking the dog and I was like, you know, this is what we're talking about tonight. And she brought up something like back in the day when the world was peaceful, it was okay to have drama filled theater. However, yeah. World War II happens and suddenly theater needs to become lighthearted to offset <laughs> the dark of the world. Yeah. We're living with a bunch of people that have been in, in some ways, a dark world now. I mean, yeah, economic sure. stress and all that sort of stuff. People yeah. are looking for comedy. And the thing that I still prefer the dark. I still am more interested in drama, but I look at all of my kids and most of them prefer TV shows like The Office or yeah, um, sure. any number of satire slash comedy type shows. And so I think culturally there's been a shift and it shifts away from me. And maybe that's why I don't like D&D as much anymore because it doesn't fit me anymore. I don't know. Yeah, but maybe. let's talk about the D&D movie now because sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are... There are for, uh, I, I will say, I had a good time with the movie. Mm -hmm. It still pisses me off. Man. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> so so how, how much of a spoiler pause do we have to give people? Um, <laughs> so <perfect>. spoiler <laughs> alert, uh, things on this uh, right now from now on will be probably pretty saucy and probably give details away. I myself have not seen it, but I'm probably not going to see it, not because of any sort of... Um, you know, boo, it's the OGO. No, the no, OGO I don't problem. You don't want in to give up. In, in truth, I just, I don't care. I just don't care. Ninety nine percent of modern movies that come out, I have zero interest in. Uh, <laughs> let me stick my eighties and nineties movies because those are way more entertaining. Correct. Um, and also sometimes horrible in the, all the right kind of ways because they're not trying to be horrible. Well, nowadays you have horrible movies who are trying to be horrible and they're not horrible. Well, most of them don't think they're horrible. Most of them think they're doing something. Uh, I don't know, man. After Sharknado Nine, it's like you got to ask yourself. Well, those are intentional. <laughs> but I'm talking about no, like the, the big franchises who think yeah. they're doing things and they're doing something all right. Troll Two, <laughs> right. I, the best, the best movie of all time, Troll Two. Oh yeah, <laughs> solid. All right, I think that's enough spoiler warning. So, Rich, what pissed me off about the D and D movie? Okay, yeah. so. I am going to put on my writer's hat for this part of it. Okay. And there's a geek part of it as well that pisses me off. The writing to me was horrible. There was so much unnecessary exposition. Mm -hmm. What's that? What do they call that monster again? Oh, that's an owl bear. Really? Who cares? I mean, especially for a bard in that world. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, come on. And and the uninitiated, the non D and D players don't need to know what that thing is called. They just know that there's this big monster that's beating the crap out of things. Then there's the obvious point back to um, the Avengers with Hulk and Thor, where the owlbear just sits there and smashes the wizard's face into the ground a bazillion times. And isn't that funny? And yeah, it is. But um, <laughs> there, was, there was no imagination put into uh, any of the magic items. They're using full-on spell names that are out of the handbook, which drives me mm -hmm. nuts because it sounds stupid in that context. It's like, re really? Why don't, why don't I just say this guy pulls his plus five Holy Defender out now? And it's like, really? Yeah. What's that plus five mean? Oh, that's what it's called, you know. It's not really <laughs> lore, you know. I mean, it's, it's yeah. lore. But, so that, that stuff just annoyed me because it's like, yeah. that doesn't sound fantasy. It, yeah. it, a lot of the things did not sound fantasy. Uh, it just annoyed me. 
But the thing that pissed me off the most, <laughs> any guess, Scott, can you guess what it is? Uh, God, there was a lot going on in that. Just hearing I'll you tell you, it about. has to do with the Underdark. Has to do with the Underdark. Oh, yeah. was it, it wasn't the dragon, was it? It was the dragon. <laughs> that was fucking stupid. But that's I, in I the lore of the game. And my wife was like, that, that fat dragon was so funny. I'm like, that fat dragon pissed me off. I said, you don't do that to the main apex predator in this world. I mean, no, you don't do that. Just like you don't do that to Thor. Oh, wait, they did. And that pissed me off then, too. Yeah. It's like, for crying out loud. Yeah, Why do we was... have to take these things that are supposed to be noble and fearsome yeah. and do that? It's like, come on. Yeah, that was definitely a scene that I was like, well, that's fucking dumb. Yeah. You know, because it was, and even the when the dragon chases them, it was just like, this is... Like, yeah. whatever. Just get the fuck out of the Underdark. Oh, and then it couldn't even breathe its fire. Yeah, that was a weird moment. I'm like, I don't know if they're insinuating that it was, like, too blubberous to ignite the spark. Because yeah. it was only leaking, the, apparently it leaks gas, which you can ignite yeah. with a torch. Um, yeah, look at Santa's face. That happened. That happened. Um, this is salt water. Who gives shit? Yeah, you're not wrong on like the owlbear could have easily been done when they when when she transformed and started whooping everyone's ass. One of the guards should have screamed owlbear, right? Yeah. And that would have been perfect. But yeah, to have the bard ask, it was like, that's the bard. That's that's your lore master. You don't ask a wizard dumb shit like that. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, like I I don't know. I overall the movie was fun. Um, yeah, I I, I never, I I never checked. I, I don't feel I was gypped. I will say this, and this is going to be real, like, oh, shit. I never checked my watch once, and in John Wick in the traffic circle, I was watching my watch. I was so fucking over that scene. <laughs> that scene was fucking unnecessarily boring. And I was just like, we got to move. And that and the stairs in John Wick. I was like, okay, we're done. Yeah. Stick it right course. Let's, yeah, get, get to the fucking chapel. But for the D&D movie, I never checked my watch once. Um... A lot of the complaints people were having about it, I think it's coming from people who aren't... If you're not a D&D player, you're going to enjoy... My wife liked it. But she knows a little bit about the lore, But and she asked about the little things. Like, I was giggling, the two rust monsters were above them. The baby rust monsters yeah, were yeah. pulling it, and I started giggling. She's like, oh, what was that? I was like, well, they're baby rust monsters, and that big, that big rotten piece of metal that's, you know, they're fucking rusted out, that they're fighting to eat. Um, And then uh, she asked about the Displacer Beast, and then... But, like, if you don't play D D, like you said some of the stuff is going to just kind of it's going to go over you I mean, you're going to hear lingo but if you do play D D, or you've at least played D before yeah i think you'll have a a better engagement in the movie um because you know the things you're like oh what's a fucking dis all you see is those tentacles come forward i was like oh this, there's a displacer yeah. beast coming you know immediately it was just like that yeah. but people were bitching about like the some of the characters and i'm like well chris pine's character is a okay Chris Pine's character is behaving the way he does because he's a fucking bard. <laughs> he's, he's not yeah. the barbarian. And it's a Dungeons and Dragons movie, which means it's based on a realm of fantasy. So um, the, the barbarian, she did her role perfectly. She fought, was out of control. Um, you know, but I think that was, people went into it with this weird, like, anti-Hollywood thing. And I'm like, for some movies, you have to let that shit go. You know, I don't give a shit what the director said and the screenwriters and all the dumb shit that comes out of their mouths. Ultimately, you could tell the influence of having the Wizards of the Coast employees there who were acting as advisors for the movie. Yeah, um, yeah I'm trying to think of what else. Was... I will say, though, the one problem that I have with Chris Pine's character. Yeah. He's a bard. And yet 
the one thing that you always think about with bards, at least for me, is there's that magic element to the bard. Yeah, there's an other bunch of do that with him. That. Yeah, no so magic. To me, to me he was yeah. like this this wimpy secret agent guy who was mm -hmm. one of the what do they call them, the harps or whatever? The harpers Harper. or whatever. God damn it, get it right. Jared's gonna be irritated at you. <laughs> <laughs> but but I yeah, mean he's a, he's a harper. It, it's like so he's supposed to be the secret agent, and yet he was fairly incompetent. And I, I realize that yes, in the movie, his major part is as the bard. Yeah. But how did he get into the harpers? If well, it takes a lot. Yeah, I, I, I definitely understand what you're tracking. And the, the, the Harper scenes were a little weird because that wasn't a lot of secret agent mission stuff. I mean, some of it was, yeah. but it was not really what you'd see a Harper doing. I mean, not what I would have a Harper doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like the sorcerer. I mean, uh, Simon was all right. It was interesting to see him uh, yeah. when he just sucks. You know, Although I, I do hate the word that they use, that I hate the fact that they use the word attune. That's in the game. I, uh, as, a rule, as a rule, as a rule, you do. But but there are words yeah. that he could have used, like I need to bond this thing, or I need to. Yeah, but that's something. not what it's called. So I don't have a problem with the attune stuff or the spell names because it's it's it, lore. It doesn't it doesn't sound fantasy to me. <laughs> well, no, this was definitely. Um, I don't know how to. Yeah, this was. Uh, that, that's the big disconnect for me is I'm supposed to be seeing this fantasy movie, but they're using yeah. rules language. Yeah, well, the spell names aren't rules language. They're just names. They uh, are, but they didn't give any thought to making them better. <laughs> if they're not going to, you're not going to change Magic Missile no. or Sleep or anything. Um, I'm trying to think of but spells they, they use in the game. Or the, in the game, in the fucking movie. Uh well, so, so like the ones that I saw that I thought would have been the interesting ones were like Mage Hand, which they didn't talk about. They didn't give that name. No. Like what, what, did they name in, what did they name in the movie for spells? Uh, they used teleport for sure, which, right. uh, again, I don't know that you can come up with a better word for that. But no, I, don't think just, I think they just asked, can't you teleport, right? Yeah. And so yeah. The, the, the um, yeah, the the hither thither, which yeah, I was okay with. I mean, that, that to me is at least a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Although I mean, th there were times when they did it backwards. It's like, was it thither, hither? <laughs> I, I, I don't yeah. know. But it's also, so and maybe that's a point to talk about is I think some people missed, um, and I don't know if it was by design, but they definitely designed the movie and the action around the nonsense that occurs at a table. Yeah. How the characters behave. We're definitely how players do dumb shit around a table. And absolutely. Make absolutely. Decisions. And say wild shit. So that makes sense that if one player that has the stick is like, well, it's a, th it's a hither thither stick. And then uh, an hour later, it's like, well, I use my thither hither stick. And the game is just like, oh, what the fuck did I call it? Uh -huh. And then the paladin is a Mary Sue stand in for the GMPC. That is a dungeon yeah. master player character. And I don't know how many people re register that. And my wife were talking about it. I was like, well, the, that paladin, I was like, that's. That was by, for me, it felt by design. It was like, well, that's yeah. a DMPC, you know, because. And now it's time for me to leave because I saved you where you needed to <laughs> yeah, save. Yeah, exactly. I was like, that's perfect. If that wasn't planned, hey, congrats on there for getting something right. But I, it felt planned. <laughs> I was like, damn, this guy is really good at everything. Oh, my God, he's a DMPC. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but there is a lot of a lot of little things. There a lot of Easter eggs are in that movie for D and D players. So speaking of, I saw the yeah. I, I saw the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon characters. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. The dwarf 
looked familiar to me, but I couldn't place where he was, where he would have been from. So if I had to put money on it, and because of how they were, that whole group of how they were dressed and who they had, um, I thought they were the they were part of the Crystal Shard of the Icewind Dale uh, stories. Um, Which I've never seen, but I, I could never focus yeah. on them long enough to even pick up what they looked like. It's like that yeah. group, the, D, the the cartoon group you saw multiple times, yeah. and one time you had a really good look at them. So that one was a little bit easier to pick yeah. out. And the other one, I don't know if it was just a like a sprinkling of like more shit to come, yeah. Yeah. Um, which probably not given the end of some of that. The major yeah, one. exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. That's why maybe they're not the Crystal Shard group, but this. Especially just click when they all moved together, and I was like, "Well, that looks like Katie Bree and you know Wolfgar and all." And uh, uh, the dwarf name I always forget. Anyway, and then the, the heavy cloak figure, I was like, "Please don't tell me they put Drizzler in this movie. I'll walk the fuck out." Um. So yeah. Um, <laughs> or Minsk. Yeah. Or Minsk. Yeah. That was. Uh, but it was. Um. But yeah, it was like fantasy adjacent. I mean, I see what you're saying about the movie. I don't know. I think like it's it wasn't as surviving audience. I, you're not wrong. It's perfect for people who play five yeah. E or who because my, my daughter gave it a ten out of ten. Yeah, so I, I mean, I would, I would give, I'd rank it pretty high too. Actually, I would go see. I, I want to see it again, just hmm. because I want to watch it and pick up all the Easter eggs that I may have missed. Um, it was fun. The writing was, you know, it was hit or miss in, in a lot of spots, like you said. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. But like, there's definitely a D and D universe coming. This movie is making money. It's doing. It's doing. It's well, doing. So far, very they well. haven't made money. Well, it's going to make money. It'll clear its. Op- it'll clear its weekend opening. It didn't. Then, oh, really? It failed. No. It, well, they're. It, they said it had. I was kind of just looking up while you guys were talking. Yeah, yeah. What, what did it need to clear? Uh, it well, it made about thirty-five million on opening weekend, and so I'm they bad. said that that well that, that 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 it's not done. That's the opening weekend. Uh, yeah. it's now at about 71 million, but oh, just good, saying actually. on average, uh, marketing, like they don't add that into how much the movie costs, but that's usually yeah, yeah, about sure. 30 to $50 million. Sure. But you uh, figure so well, for D&D, for marketing. you don't have to market Dungeons and Dragons, the movie as much, but you they know, still, no, they, they marketed the shit out of that. They movie. did. You saw, but I don't, you still didn't have to do it. Like. They, they did probably, other movies. It, you have a built-in audience. Paramount, though, they, pro- they, have, uh, yeah. they probably did about $30 million. Yeah. Probably yeah, they did it on the lower end, I'm going to say. So yeah, yeah, the yeah. movie itself costs about... It, it's estimated currently that the movie costed about $150 million. That makes sense. Make. Yeah. Uh, so currently, is it going to make money? Yes. My yes. question is, is, are they going to consider it a success because a success isn't making money it's making a lot of money and that's where i'm right now wondering because even they're saying they're wondering if it's actually going to like they want to make it into a, a whole thing which yeah. I, I think yeah you could definitely make it but you're doing still it's a niche audience even if there's a lot of people that play D it's still you're dealing with a niche audience and how yeah. much is that staying power going to have avengers had a massive audience because everyone loves superheroes and what it, it's not as niche as dungeons and dragons um but they're comic book based and that's that. still niche yeah and and, well, and it's for like, the avengers stuff they brought out all their b string characters it wasn't any of your a yeah. strings yeah. they also yeah. i think i think the superhero movies also have a benefit because they have very recognizable characters unlike D D, where they essentially they're starting off from scratch which is not a necessarily a bad thing 
But like, yeah. I'm just coming to this from a business perspective where yeah, yeah. currently the movie itself, will it make a profit? Yes. Yeah. But is it actually going to be considered profitable enough to take the risk on the second one? That's where we, that's where you really got to look at it. Yeah, sure. Uh, I still think they're going to do the second movie. Though. I they're think they're going to do the second. They'll movie. do a trilogy. This is what the third. This is the third Dungeons and Dragons movie. Fourth. Well, fourth. Fourth. If you add in that piece of shit fucking Dragonlance animated cartoon that they no. made, it's the fifth. <laughs> but no, like that fucking yeah. Dragonlance show was terrible. I thought it was dumb. <laughs> but like, do I hope that it continues? I think it's great for yeah the tabletop scene. Yeah. So of course I want it to succeed, but at the same time, I'm just wondering right now. But you're not going to do your part and go see it. Yeah, I mean, you're just well, gonna, no, that's you, I want it to succeed. I'm going to pay lip service to, to it succeeding, but I'm not going to go donate money to the cause. No, no, no. <laughs> I so money. I will. I will tell you this: the hardest of hard asses on the internet who complain and bemoan Hollywood are giving this movie fucking phenomenal fucking reviews. Oh, yeah. So Rotten Tomatoes says, is at ninety percent right now. Yeah, for both yeah. users oh, yeah. and I heard, uh, I heard reviews, and it's going to draw more people in as the word of mouth will spread. I think on this, and my wife enjoyed it, and she doesn't really, she doesn't play. She's just adjacent. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I see what you're saying, but I think Watsy. Well, well, it's not even Watsy. That's that no, was the most that's interesting that's point. Hasbro, that's Hasbro. At the end credits, when they said Dungeons and Dragons by Hasbro, I was like, oof. Because in business, that means a lot. And people are like, well, that's the parent company. That means nothing that you think it means. When they didn't label Wizards of the Coast on there and they labeled it as a Hasbro property, that's uh, that means a lot in business. Well, yeah. It's just like yeah. uh, the going back to superheroes, the MCU. It's not, it's not Marvel Comics. Marvel Comics is completely different from the MCU universe and the mo- like for movies. They're not the same company who deal yep. with the same things. And, yeah, no. Yeah. But, um... Yeah. There was one last little part I wanted to touch on with the with the movie. Movie. Oh yeah, I was gonna say like, and that I think that's a, what you get a lot from it. And one thing that they actually did do right, from what I've heard, is they made a fun movie. They didn't try yes. and make something earth shattering. They didn't try and make something groundbreaking. They didn't try and add in a bunch of different things or a bunch of messages. They literally sat down and said, "Hey, let's make a fun movie." And I gotta commend them for that. Yeah, and they did. And to Rich's when Rich was talking about. That's the strength. They didn't make yeah. a Dungeons and Dragons adventure. They didn't make Sinister Secrets of Fucking Salt Marsh, which would be boring as fuck to watch on screen. Mm. They made a fun heist movie like Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, and it walks you through. The writing definitely could have been tighter and better on the heist nature of it, but it's all this. All this comes down to it was a D and D heist. Yeah, although I will say one thing that I was really impressed with is when they were using the hither thither, the way yes. they used it. Yes, like, that, that was amazing. Is freaking yeah. clever. That, that was now, very clever. Yeah. Are there problems with it? Of course, there are problems that I have with it, but it was very cleverly done. And yeah. as a DM, I would have been cool. Let's do this because yeah. you're you're thinking outside the box right now. So that that 100%, was because awesome. because I was like oh, they're probably going to do this, and then when they're like, well, we just have to point at an object, I was like. What are they gonna do it and then the carry scene came by and i was like holy oh, shit that's shit. awesome <laughs> yeah. that is cool yeah that was it that was really well done but yeah man damn i don't know good on them good on them yeah. and they, they even said there was a podcast or an article or whatever and they said that the wizards of the coast advisors would tell them that's not how that works and the directors were like well okay noted you know <laughs> we're gonna try but 
you know, you can only do so much. And they talk about some of the spells and whatnot. They said that was the biggest thing is the advisor would be like, well, that's not how the spell technically can operate. And then they would like, okay, well, we're going to try to acquiesce to what you guys are telling us, but it's also a movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I, yeah. Yeah. I got one last thing, which I thought was funny that uh, when I was on Reddit surfing it. Uh, and then after that, just because we're hitting about an hour and a half now. Jesus, so, wow. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know. We've been doing good. Um, so I was on Reddit, and one person was like, yeah, I was excited because I was like, hey, I don't have a D&D group, and I really want to get one. So I decided I would go to the movie and try and see who's there. And that, oh, you want to hear the, the, the best or the worst part of it all? No, that's interesting, yeah. He was the only person in the theater on opening night. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. Yeah. So that does suck. And I, and I think, it, I think, it, I think, in cities, yeah. that's where this movie is probably going to expand. Well, I think if you go to anything but the major cities, I think you're going to see those empty seats. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, people aren't going to go watch some weird shit. Yeah, exactly. It's some fucking morbidly <laughs> obese fucking red dragon slide down yeah. fucking uh. mountain bones. Weird yeah. But on that note, fo- oh wait, yeah, you know what? We don't really have. To- I I already have to edit this monstrosity of a. Uh, size thing we're not doing i'm sorry we're not doing uh trivia uh, yeah trivia no trivia today. tonight no we did yeah. trivia with the movie yeah, yeah i already actually i knew what most of the times you guys were talking about so that's a plus i'll yeah. say i passed this one and on that note folks i hope you guys had a great time where i know we had a blast and hope to see you guys next week Bye bye